Today's Movie Lovers United's podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We decided to partner up with BetterHelp because we know that therapy can help save lives, as well as help with mental health. And BetterHelp will help you find the right therapist for you, without waiting in a doctor's office. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Movie Lovers Unite. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MovieLoversUnite. That's BetterHelp.com slash MovieLoversUnite. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I have my good friend Alex with me from A-Town Reviews. Say hello, hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me again. Oh, you're welcome, man. We I had a blast with you last time when we were on the sh- when you were on the show and everything. I figured what better way to do this than to do some 80s mo- movies, especially with mar- martial arts. And, of course, this is our best of the best movie review, or like Charlie wants to put it as the worst of the worst. But it's definitely not worst of the worst, at least in my opinion. There might be some stuff that we might actually talk about where certain things have to be tightened up on and whatever, but it was still an enjoyable movie. I know this was your first time seeing it. What did you think about it? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it's not, it's definitely not the worst of the worst. Um, it, there could be some tidying up in the acting, the directing, the writing, even some of the martial arts, but you know, it, it does, it does have that, that eighties energy that, you just always enjoy. You can't help but enjoy it. So I'm looking forward exactly. to talking more about it. Me too. As a matter of fact, this movie came out in 1989. It had a budget of $5 million and made $1.7 million in the United States and over the global box office. Uh, this movie only clocks in at 97 minutes. So if you guys are wondering about the one time, runtime and everything, it's plenty of, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, which is perfect for a 1980s film. But the plot centers around this guy named Alexander Grady who's a widower and a father from Portland, Oregon, and he is chosen to represent the United States of America in a national martial arts tournament against Team Korea. Once a rising star in the martial arts world, he suffered a shoulder injury that forced him into retirement. Also chosen the te- team are Tommy Lee, a highly skilled martial arts instructor from Franco, California, Travis Berkeley, an extremely uh, brash fighter with a short fuse from Miami, Florida, Virgil Killer, which is my favorite uh, character aside from Alexander, uh, a devoted Buddhist from <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island, and Sonny Grasso, a streetwise fighter from Detroit, Michigan, despite being coached by vet- uh, veteran trainer Frank Cozo, 
their chances of winning are virtually non-existent as the Koreans train all year long, enjoy uh, luxurious uh, financial support from their na nation, and have on at least an occasion killed a competitor in the ring. To win, they will need to be the best, technically, physically, and mentally. And that is the plot line in case if you guys didn't know what best of the best is about. So starting out of the cuff, this scene makes me laugh. We talked about it a little bit before the show started and everything. Where we we're introduced into Alex's uh Alex and he's pushing his son <laughs> on a bike. And basically what winds up happening is this, you know, everybody has that father-son moment where they're so proud of their son for riding a bike for teaching their son how to ride a bike, and they're actually doing everything right. Well, martial arts might be the best thing for Alex because of the fact that when it comes to him pushing his son on the bike, and the son is like, Dad, Dad, I'm doing it. He's yes, son, you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you see tears flowing through his eyes, and then the son looks like he's in panic mode because he's... <laughs> He's shaking. He's shaking the whole time, and he's like, "Dad, Dad." I'm like, uh, "Alex, are you sure you want to compete in the competition?" I was like, "Oh my God, please fall, please fall." I want. <laughs> as soon as I started seeing this, I'm like, "Yes, yes, he's gonna fall." I'm thinking to myself, "He's gonna fall. Something's gonna wind up happening him later on in the movie." And I'm thinking to myself, "Alex." I would not trust your son to be by himself on a bike just yet. He's over there shaking, hypoventilating on the bike as he's being pushed without any safe, without any training wheels for crying out loud. And then all of a sudden it breaks into his mother after he gets the acceptance letter. And he's like, he goes, look, I got accepted. And the mother goes, well, what about your son? He's like, what about my son? <laughs> what about my son? <laughs> I was like, this is all I know. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, this is all I know. This is all I am as a fighter. That's all I know what I am. He goes, well, what about your shoulder? You know, it's, it's holding together. <laughs> it's, it'll be all right. It's fine. Just, what about your relationship with your son? Will that be all right, too? Just, what about my son? What about him, apparently? <laughs> I, I did like... It, it was that, that was so weird, because during the bike scene, he got so emotional seeing his son ride by his... You know? I was like, oh, he really loves his son. <laughs> and then for him to turn around the next scene and go, what about my son? I was like, wait... Don't you love him? <laughs> what do you mean, what about him? Maybe change that up a bit. Like, oh, yeah, of course I'll talk to my son. But that was weird. <laughs> right, because I had the first intentions like you did. Oh, hold on. Hey, Brandy, how are you? Uh, but yeah, I had the first intentions, though. This char this character really loves his son. He, he loves his son so much. He's pushing him on the bike, teaching him how to ride a bike. And then you get that whole scene where with the with Alex and his mother, he goes, well, what about your son? What about my son? <laughs> he goes, this is all I know is fighting. This is all I can do. This is the best I can be. <laughs> and, I was like, and okay, like, Alex. All right. I was like, let's take it down and knock it. <laughs> really, you know? really, man. 
right? You don't have to be so emotional, buddy. It'll be okay. It's only been five minutes, man. This <laughs> we don't need to get into the fields yet. We don't, yeah. we don't we're good, man. We're good. You know. But you know, and then of course his mom's like, Well, you know, your shoulders messed up. You have these screws that's in your shoulder that can actually knock it out. That's actually what caused you to go out of the competition. Because nah, it's good. My my shoulder is fine. She, and I don't know what she says. I'm just going, I'm not going to go for verbatim, but basically she's saying your shoulders being held up with duct tape and a couple of screws, basically plastic there. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and then she was like, Oh, and then you'll be paralyzed. I'm like, way to have faith in your son, lady, man. I'm well, sure he's he has, not that bad. But now we know why he has faith in his son with the bike. <laughs> Parenting from her. I didn't get faith in my mother. I have faith in my son. Go. Right. Go. <laughs> but I do like the introduction of once we get into the introduction of uh Tommy though, with Tommy Lee. I like him in his karate dojo when we first get introduced into his character. Cause you actually feel for him and you want to root for him. And he's explained to his to the kids that he's teaching. You're not supposed to be using martial arts outside of this dojo unless you're actually being attacked. And you see the two kids going at it. He's like, he started it. He started it. And it doesn't matter. You're his brother. You're his brother. You're brothers in this dojo. You will not use karate to go against each other in this dojo. And then even, get this, congratulations on the... uh, Whenever it has the acceptance letter, congratulations is actually misspelled. Is it? Yeah. I missed that. They did not let that get away. <laughs> they really did. The congratulations aspect of it was actually misspelled in that letter. That's a hard word for some people I know, but <laughs> right. come on, man. Heck, even Mortal Kombat got that right. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat <laughs> first one. Down. But yeah, that part right there alone and everything to me, they, they misspelled congratulations. Then, of course, Tommy is excited because he's been accepted into this thing where you have Korea versus the United States. This is him to get back into it again was was a great motive for him. And you don't understand that motive until like later on as to why he wants to be in this thing so badly, because then it becomes a revenge plot versus being the best, the best yeah. to me. You know, um, Brandy says the main character from the uh, uh, from this also plays in Persons of Interest. Persons of Interest. I haven't seen that one. I have. I've seen it and everything. It's actually pretty entertaining. But yeah, Alex, the actor who plays Alex is actually um, uh, Persons of Interest. Oh, okay. But, you know, Tommy is one of those likable characters, though, if you think about it. Yeah. What about you, though? I mean, did you like him when I, you were yeah, I, as, as also, I thought that scene was really funny when he's breaking up the kids because kids fighting is always funny to me. I don't know why I'm an awful person, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, just when he's like, hey, can we be best friends? You, Yeah, let's do it. I'm like, he's such a nice guy. I already love him. I'm Team Tommy all the way. Right. It's like, I want to vote for him for president. Team yeah. Tommy all the way, man. Team because. Tommy. <laughs> and then he gets this acceptance letter. He's all excited. 
And then we go into the whole entire deal where now it doesn't go into all the other characters. It goes in straight from those two. Because mm. now you know that this thing is going to be centered around Alex and Tommy and everything because they wind up becoming roommates towards the middle of this movie, though, too, where they become like brothers, which is yeah. I thought the chemistry with that was really good and solid, to be honest yeah. with you on that part. Where, where they can actually relate to each other on some type of an emotional level. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. But then you see the competition at the very beginning when they're trying out to figure out who's going to wind up going into to Korea to fight everything. And then you see James Earl Jones there. You see the, uh, the other assistant manager that's going to be sponsoring them. And then you see douchebag uh, guy from Florida. <laughs> you find up... Uh, Travis, you wind up seeing Travis there with his boom box and everything with his country music. And then, you know, he's a hot tempered guy, very on the edge where you don't even want this guy, even in a 10 foot radius of your kids or for that matter, in a karate competition. Yeah. But James Earl Jones says, that's okay. There's some fight in him. I want him. Yeah, yeah, right. and I was he's like, yeah, I, I saw that coming. This guy, oh, he's the jerk. He's going to be the jerk on the team. This, right. You know, it has to happen. Exactly. You always have to have that one douchebag on the team. It might as well be him. And then, of course, you wind up seeing how much of a dirty fighter he actually is. When you come into it and everything, I'm like, yeah, this guy is not somebody that I would want on the team, especially whenever the points and stuff like that with the United States versus Korea, that's not good because it's yeah. not represented by one person. It's a team as a whole that's winds up being conducted in the point statute. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, do I really want him on my team? <laughs> but like I, yeah. I like I get it from an athletic aspect. Like you want someone on the team that, you know, isn't afraid to throw a punch, throw a kick, you know, you you want someone that's real mean in a physical sport like that but also if he's going to be a detriment to the team like oh you're going to do cheap shots that's going to cost us points like they're like them picking travis didn't necessarily make sense realistically but it's a movie so like i ignored that <laughs> exactly him picking travis was a big mistake <laughs> to be honest with you he's a loose cannon who thinks he's better than everybody else and also to we wind up seeing how he loses against one of the other guys that's actually on the team when they're trying out. And he's like, you see that? You see that? He sucker punched me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're not helping things in your situation. And that was like the last person that I would actually have on my team. And not only that, mm -hmm. but he's also a very racist character once we get into the whole entire thing. I <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't last long. I hope this is the only scene where he's racist. Nope. We're gonna... No. Even in the bar, he's very racist. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be very heavy-handed. I'm going to have to try to deal with that. <laughs> exactly. Because if, I'm, if I was an executive doing this script, I'm like, uh, especially in 2021, I'm like, you know, you can't really have this line right here, even though the Chinese guy is also calling him himself yellow and making fun of his own self. Yeah, you might want to get rid of that. 
and then yeah. Travis saying it to him, yeah, get rid of that too. <laughs> like, know? yeah, make him a jerk, you know, make him, you know, scumbag, but, you know, you have the power to write the movies any way you want. That's that's an aspect you don't need. That just, because it feels like you're using it to entertain. Rather than to teach a lesson. Yeah. And then, what do you think of the Buddhist, though? I like the, I definitely liked, uh, Virgil. Virgil is actually one of my other favorite characters in this film. He has more of a zen, more of a mm. peaceful side to him. I really liked Virgil. I thought he was for for a side character. He was very charismatic, and he was funny. He was different. He was the the exact opposite of Travis. And I liked that they were roommates. And I wish the movie focused on them a bit more. Me too. You know, on that relationship, kind of. You know, Travis calms down a bit because he's with Virgil and maybe Virgil, I don't know, toughens up a bit more. Not that he needed to be tough. Tough. No, but. but I feel like if you're roommating with someone that has that zen, weird, that calmness, maybe Travis would be a little bit more open-minded to have that zen too. If you would actually show the implications of him being in that room with them. Mm-hmm. Because we saw plenty of that with Tommy Lee and Alex. Yeah. But it doesn't focus on the other team members, which I wish they would have done that. Because then you could see the back and forth, the transformation of Travis, if they were going to actually do a transformation of Travis. But they don't. (laughs) He doesn't change in this movie until like the very end of this film, basically. Yeah. Yeah. When they do that, I'm just like, oh, he's he's still racist, right? Like that never... Oh, well, I, get, and get this, I noticed in the background, I'm like, okay, when they're changing out the metals, I'm like, okay, so it shows Tommy Lee, it shows that emotional scene, we're going to get to that a little bit later, and then it sh- shows, um, then of course it shows Alex getting respect, but they don't show Travis, <laughs> but you see in the background that he actually puts the hat on the other North Korea fighter, the cowboy hat. To signify that he's no longer racist, his character is actually redeemed now. <laughs> I'm like, what? You want to cure they... racism? Just give your cowboy hat <laughs> to someone else, no longer a racist. Right? Like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> We're all cowboys. cowboys. <laughs> right. But still, I mean, that, that particular scene was like, eh. You need to have a little bit more ump with it, in my opinion, when it comes down to that. Um, but no, and then, of course, whenever the training starts begin, whenever it's, they start training and everything, and then even the sponsor's like, are you sure you want Travis? Are you really sure you want him? Because, yeah, he's a fighter. He's going to be great. I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> I guess we'll have him. And then, of course, then you find out why John, uh, Tommy Lee is even joining in this best of the best competition and it's not exactly for the right reasons he wants revenge on the guy that winds up killing his brother at whenever he was at a certain age in the same kind of tournament that he is and and everything and i like the motivation with that i felt like they actually brought that motivation out and then also too showing north korea about the training exercises the things that they do over there compared to what we do in the united states showing the the expert level of training them doing it year round. I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. showing the cultural side of it. But 
what do you think about uh, about the two sides of the coin when you look at the United States, the way we were training, and then versus the way that North Korea was training? And Dahan, I felt like, was a dangerous character because of the way they set him up. Yeah. I what, Was it North Korea or South Korea? It was Korea. It was yeah. one of the Koreas. <laughs> I think I think I think I remember seeing the flag that it had the white background. I think that one is South Korea. Okay, so it was South Korea. Okay. Uh, but uh yeah, I, I thought the South Korean team looked really cool. I liked their training montage a lot better than the American one. I thought they were right. just like when they were chopping at the trees, I'm like, oh, these dudes are hardcore in the snow. I would need a coat and everything, I'll be too cold. And I, I liked I was, I, I liked that motivation with Tommy Lee. And his brother being killed. I did think it was weird that beforehand you didn't know. It seemed like he was just really excited about the tournament. Like, oh, yeah, I have a cool opportunity. But when you learn about that, it turns out he's really scared. So I thought we would at least see that fear when he got the acceptance letter. And he was like, right. I don't, I really don't want to face this guy because I know that's who I'm going up against, who we're going to well, go against. I think also, too, when James Earl Jones show, shows him the footage of South Korea and their training montage and the training levels, and then knowing that he has to go after Dahan, that's when you see him actually scared, though. Because I think in the acceptance letter, it doesn't explain who he's going up against. But once you saw that video footage of the montage, that's when he goes into the whole fear thing. At first, he's excited. Then all of a sudden, it's like going against your whole high school bully that used to bully you. It's yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna die. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie though. When it announced who he was fighting, and he started having that flashback scene of his brother dying, mm-hmm. I felt like a jerk, but I could not stop laughing <laughs> at that because f- it just starts just, <laughs> and then it just shows him as a kid just <laughs> licking an ice cream cone, and I'm like, what is happening? And <laughs> and it, it, get this it's actually foreshadowed later on yeah. two, and I'm like I'm thinking uh, to myself like this right I'm like so you came back to on the team so you could have ice cream yeah uh, uh, it's just the, every time it showed the flashback of even as his brother's being murdered I'm supposed to be like horrified but I keep thinking of him just <laughs> Licking that ice cream in slow motion with a really tense music. <laughs> and then when his brother dies, there's that slow-mo of the ice cream falling. Yeah, the ice cream fell. <laughs> no! And then you have the same thing that happens when you have that old 80s music playing at the gas station when Tommy Lee is off the team and he decides to come back after the two brothers, where the brother winds up giving his brother uh his ice cream cone because his brother dropped his ice cream cone that reminded tommy of the time when he dropped, <laughs> dropped his ice cream bro- cone i wish my brother was there to give me an ice cream and you know what that got me completely over my fear of my brother's death i'm gonna go back and join the team uh, uh, there was a lot of fast character development in this movie yeah. i was like oh you got over that trauma quick bro. exactly i wish life was like that you know <laughs> yeah, I wish I could just look at some kids eating ice cream and be like, you know what? Maybe all those times I was bullied and beaten up in high school. Maybe all I needed was an ice cream cone. 
All I needed was a brother to give me an ice cream cone. Good for That's you, all kid. I needed in my life. That's just an ice cream cone. Yeah. And I'll be good to go. But, you know, and then also, too, there's also the other setup where James Earl Jones gets the uh, other teacher, the karate teacher involved and everything. And then Travis is like, any, and she's like, any questions? Yeah. Can I have your number? I'm like, dude. Bruh. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, Travis, we know. I know you're a jerk. Like, when's when's there going to be a scene where someone beats up Travis? <laughs> Like, when's that? Is that coming up yet? Right. And then also, too, then there's also the bar scene that we mentioned where they're actually taking some time off with the bar. And I know that we're skipping around or whatever, but I don't care. This is just fun 80s style movie. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> but we're here for a good time. Exactly. But, you know, we have that 80s style bar fight. You have Alex on the phone calling, calling, checking on his son <laughs> who can't ride a bike. <laughs> and then. Then he goes, how's my son doing? Hey, Ma, how's my son? And then she's like, oh, he's doing all right. Then what that happens. Then you see Travis dancing around with this girl. <clears throat> and my, my favorite thing is how the Buddhist character comes in to this, though, and how he picks up the girl. He accidentally spills something on her shirt. He goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, what, what did, what's built on you? And then she says, it was something honey, blaze, or fire, or something like that. And he, she, he goes, oh, my God, it should have been a whole lot harder. Hotter. I'm going to have to complain to the bartender because it's not hot enough. And then my face is just dropped. <laughs> because I'm like, like, oh, he's that weird guy. <laughs> right. And, but even the characters are like that, too, though. They're like, he just didn't do what I think he did, did he? Then that line just works, and he winds up getting with her. Yeah, I was just playing. <laughs> I was like, that was that was smooth. That was yeah, Virgil smooth. just has a smoothness to him where he just mm. pulls that off. If feminist was watching this and like, did he just do what I think he just did? I'm not gonna have to have that <laughs> in this film. But you know, for the '80s, it worked. But mm. I like how the characters have that same jaw dropping thing where like we did and it works and then mm. you have travis who's just dancing with this other guy causing problems in the bar then the, that in and winds up being a bar fight and then tommy lee is also trying to you know trying to walk it walk away then he does this kung fu kick where he <laughs> where he winds up taking the cigarette ash out of this one person's <laughs> lips i'm like okay that's what we're gonna do. Okay, this is what's gonna this is gonna this is gonna entice the fight. Okay, we'll go with it. If I was smoking a cigarette trying to fight a dude, and the dude just like kicks the cigarette out of my mouth, I'm not fighting him. Or I'm just like, the ash. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> you know, oh, you win. Oh, yeah, my bad. Here, take whatever you want. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. And then we have James Earl Jones who just comes in, watches the whole thing, <laughs> and then the place is trashed. <laughs> At that point, and then James James Earl Jones is like, "Okay, enough." And then let's go. This fight is over. <laughs> and then I find it funny that cops don't even show up. <laughs> no consequences from completely destroying the bar, right? 
people were thrown through so much glass. All the tables were broken. I'm like, okay, one of them's going to jail. That's one of the first conflicts. Nope. Destruction of property because the bathroom uh, door got demolished. The pinball machine is broke. The bar is all gone. Even where the uh, the booths boots are and everything with those little uh, sticks that they have or whatever. I don't know what they are, but th that little decoration is demolished because they slide somebody's head through it. <laughs> And then the drawing line of James Earl Jones of someone getting thrown out of the bar through the window. That was it. That was like the final straw. It was like, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> no matter how ridiculous it is, though, bar fight scenes, always entertaining. Can't get Definitely. enough of them. That's seriously, that's, that's on my bucket list. Not to be in a bar fight, <laughs> but just to be present for a bar fight. Just to watch, just to watch, like, oh, this is awesome. But you know what would be funny, though? It's one of those bar fights. It's not as what you thought it was going to be. It was, like, worst bar fight ever. One star. Mm -mm, it was boring. <laughs> Only four people got involved. Nothing got broken. Eh, amateurs. I'm going I'm going to another bar. <laughs> at, that, at that point, it would be your job to escalate it. Like, oh, nothing's been broken yet. Take the bottle. There we go. Exactly. But then, you know, we wind up also seeing some other stuff happens with um, where we wind up seeing Kozo cuts Alex from the team when he breaks the rigid uh, training uh, to visit his son. That. <laughs> Let's just talk about this because I know Please. we talked about it before the show, but I'll let you go on in and talk about this scene. Okay, so Alex. He gets a phone call saying that his son was hit by a car. <laughs> that not, His son getting hit by a car is not funny. That, I'm not laughing about his son getting hit by a car, I promise. You know, his, his son's leg's broken and he's in a coma. So, understandably, he's like, I, I got to go home and see my son because he's in a coma. So, he goes to, to Coach Kuzo and he's like, hey, Coach, I got to go. My son's in a coma. And the coach is going to tell him, get your priorities straight. And I, when I first heard that, I was like, what? Get your priorities straight. That Wanting to see your son who's in a coma is, is as straight as your priorities can get. What do you mean? He's like, no, you made a commitment to this team and you must be here for this team. I'm like, his son might die. What are you talking about? It, it, it was another one of those things where just a line is thrown in there that is it's just post, it's just meant to create drama and conflict for conflict's sake. And I'm like, that makes no sense. No, no normal person would be like, no, you can't see your son who just got put in a coma. You need to go do karate. Like <laughs> I and, I and I laughed about it for like 10 minutes after. <laughs> I did too, to be honest with you, but I laughed more at the fact that his son's still riding that stupid bike and he's so clumsy <laughs> that I'm sorry, but if I was away, I would not let my son ride that bike, especially about how bad he was shaking from the very beginning of it. Like, he does not have it, dude. He that, doesn't that have it. suspect, dude. I'm going to have have grandma watch you while I'm gone. Right. Well, she didn't do such a good job either. But 
<laughs> she didn't watch. And but you know, I do agree with you that that was supposed to be his. That's his priority. That's his son. Winning a tournament to be become the best of South Korea, of over the United States and everything else is not that important. Your son is your blood, flesh and blood. He's trying to make make it to his son. Because you don't know, he, he doesn't know the outcome or anything like that. But James Earl Jones is like, no, this tournament means everything to me more than it means to you. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You're going to go on ahead and do this no matter what. Well, Alex is like, peace, I'm out. And then at that point, too, as that's going on, you have two divisions going on here. You have Alex leaving. Then you have Tommy Lee, who then finds out later, basically the other female instructor coach finds out why James Earl Jones sets him up with the Han and everything. Because I set him up because I know he's the only one that can defeat him. And he's the only one that is the best to do it. <laughs> and then, you know, he makes him, makes uh, Virgil stand up, uh, do the whole punching bag thing with the, you know, for, to where he kicks it. And it makes he Tommy kicked that bag so hard that it made Virgil's heart stop, basically. <clears throat> and then Virgil no holding back. <laughs> I'm gonna let you explain this one because this actually made me laugh though too. Oh it, yeah, so the uh, the the James Earl Jones thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I keep quoting him because for some reason he draws out his lines. Like he'll he'll every whatever word he ends a sentence with, it, it goes on for about a minute. He's like, I am your coach, and I'm the one who's going to be leading this team. <laughs> and I'm like, James, what are you doing? And like James Earl Jones is a great actor. So I'm like, he's not doing this on purpose. The director must be telling everyone to lay it on a bit heavier because it, it was it was distracting to me anytime he talked he's like don't hold back <laughs> but yeah it was like he's trying to find his inner Mufasa before yeah. the 90s <laughs> and also too he probably just got well it'll be a year later whenever he goes and does the uh goes and does uh coming to America I think but I could just see that though, where he's like, he's trying to find his inner uh, James Earl Jones voice for coming to America and for Mufasa. <laughs> and it's just conflicting with each other. Uh-huh. You know, I got to get some practice in. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Which role am I doing? <laughs> we were talking about Tommy Lee uh, right. and how mm-hmm. he's leaving the team because he's too afraid to face Dehan. Uh, he. That that that's where I thought the other coach was going to come into play, right. uh, Coach Wade, because she came in like it's more than just a physical game. We also have to train our fighters to be mentally strong. So I'm like, you know, we got to do yoga and meditation. So like all all mental health aspects stuff. Where I'm like, okay, that's very important because a few of these right. guys have some trauma to get over. And I was thinking like, oh, she's going to have like a one-on-one talk with Tommy, with, with Alex, with the coach even, but she serves no purpose other than like one or two yoga scenes. And I'm like, wait, so why, what was the point of all these mental health talks? If you're not even going to do it and utilize it in the movie. 
You know, I feel like her character was very underutilized, <clears throat> to be honest with you. And you can tell she was there for sex appeal versus being a someone that was going to help you <laughs> through yeah. anything. Like when and she's that's introduced, sad, it starts by showing her legs. Yeah. And then the whole time she's showing them karate, her hair is down. And I'm like, like no, don't women usually tie that up? Don't it get in the way? Like, like come on, man. I went to karate class. The first thing that they tell you to do is not to wear your hair down. So that way, if you're doing any kind of martial arts, your hair is not going to get in the way of someone doing a karate move on an accident during tournaments and stuff like that, or when you're sparring. Mm -hmm. And that's totally out of place because you can tell that they're doing it for sexual purposes only to make her have more of a sex appeal in this film versus giving her any kind of acting credibility to anything that she's doing 80s movie yeah yep anything through 80s and 90s you always had a blonde woman with long legs skinny and that was it that was the build for 80s um all the way from the 80s to 90s and that's your character right kelly bundy (laughs) was the perfect example of that but you know though uh I really wish that they would have actually utilized her a lot better than what they did. Yeah. Because she was there for a reason, but she doesn't even step in to overrule James Earl Jones, except for one time when she discovers the tape, she tries to uh, tell him not to let Tommy fight the Han or anything like that. And then James Earl Jones pretty much, you know, just shuts her down on it. And then she just shrugs her shoulder, walks off, and that's it. And she doesn't even play a major key factor in the tournament either. Mm Mm-mm. She's not even there. <laughs> so, you know, you wasted an actress and you also underutilized her. Yep. I was like, okay, well, there, you know, there could have been, it, it would have made sense also because when I mentioned earlier about how characters developed quickly, like that could have been a way where the character development made sense. Like, oh, how did Tommy get over the trauma or is he at least ready? How did he, at least get to himself to a point where he's prepared to face the, the source of his trauma. It was like, oh, right. he had this nice scene with Coach Wade where they talk about their feelings or he talk about what he's afraid of. Like, okay, that would have worked. But no, we get him watching two little boys eating ice cream. But... On his motorcycle. On his motorcycle. At a, gas station. a motorcycle. Sorry, that, that that's another thing that bugged me. Where did he get the motorcycle like I thought they were in a different place across the country. That's not their home. How, where'd the motorcycle come from? Like, he must no. have rented it or something. It was just yeah, there. I need a getaway vehicle motorcycle. You know what? I think I think that they needed a sponsor for this movie, so they just decided to put the motorcycle there. Because I was thinking this the whole time, like, you know, the motorcycle just pops up out of nowhere. So I'm thinking to myself, you needed a sponsor, didn't you? Yeah, so, maybe. so you got Yamaha or some yeah. or Ninja motorcycle yeah. Kawasaki to go and sp- and spend some money so you can make mm-hmm. uh, Tommy ride around on top of a mountain to this one gasoline station just happens to have. Uh, <laughs> and then I like how by they- the logo real quick. <laughs> I like how they show the speedometer and how fast he's actually going. <laughs> Remember the safety guidelines when Alex's kid <laughs> didn't even have a helmet on. For crying out loud. But then again, Tommy didn't even have a helmet on on this one either. It just showed (laughs) sunshades, sunshades, going up the mountains, escaping everything, seeing the kids, 
and the kids drop their motor, um, drops their ice cream. The brother picks it up, and then sh- uh, well gives him his ice cream and everything, and then they get in the car and the mother and they drive off. And he's like, "I know what I need to do. I need to get into the. I need to get my ass back to the tournament. That's where I need to go." Then he shows up before it's even time for them to go off anywhere. I'm like, "How far were you?" <laughs> yeah. Was- just like that that was a long trip he must <laughs> i'm riding this bike back to fresno <laughs> i'm gonna go to the 7-eleven get me a frappy <laughs> so, frappy and just, i'm just gonna read right. it but still he shows up they go um then of course alex is begging for them to take him back and everything this is after his son wakes up in the coma and you know you feel for the guy on an emotional level but he brought the tears, though. Like, he... <laughs> like worse than the first half of the film when his son's doing the bicycle riding. When he was begging, I, I felt bad because there was a lot of vulnerable moments in this mm-hmm. movie, which I, I do appreciate that this was you know a lot of masculine characters showing a lot of vulnerability. I liked that aspect, but it's just they were going ham on it. It was a bit too much. So when he was begging, he was like, you want me to beg? I'll beg. I need this. And I'm like, reeling in. Hold on, he's back a bit. You know, like, first off, you should be more angry than anything. Like, hey, thanks for checking and asking if my son's okay. Yeah, he was in a coma. He's okay now. Like, that's the emotion I was expecting. Like, no, don't go begging to the guy who said you can't see your kid who's in a coma and just say like, Hey, I'm back now. It's I'm, I'm, there's plenty of time. I'm here. Like, heck, even Mickey from Rocky had more heart than James yeah. Earl Jones did. And that's in the seventies when that film was made. <laughs> but no, James Earl Jones cares about the tournament and making this guy big, like he's cheating on him with the yeah. tournament. Like if, if, if he was going off, to do like a photo shoot so he can be famous. Like, okay. Yeah. That would be a reason. Like, no, get off. You're off the team. You don't have your priorities straight, but his kid almost died. You know that it, like it would have made more sense. If he was like, you don't have a lot of time until we leave for South Korea, but you know, it's your son. Yeah. You got to go, you know, like that would have been better. And then the conflict would have been like, Oh, racing to get back. But right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and then finally we get over to South Korea <clears throat> and there is a lot of dirty fighting between South Korea and everything too, because they know every, I like how they give files on the South Korea team. And, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, South Korea probably has files on you guys too and knows your strengths, your weaknesses, and they're going to attack at your weak, weakest point, mm-hmm. which is what happened to Alex with his shoulder. Yeah. And everything, and I loved how they taped him, taped up uh, his arm, and everything. And you know, he's fighting one-handed, trying to hold this guy for thirty seconds. <laughs> I, I really liked that part too. Um, that was the when he was getting his shoulder. Yeah. And he kept telling Tommy to pop it back, pop it back in, pop, pop it back in. Like that yeah. was the only time where I didn't think he was overacting. Because I, 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 you know, playing sports, I've seen people dislocate their shoulders and then like do stuff like that like put it back just pop it back in i want to get back and so i was like oh yeah i've definitely seen people act like that before 
it, 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 it reminded me a lot of Karate Kid. I think, yeah. I think they kind of ripped it off from Karate Kid. They ripped off Rocky and Karate Kid in this movie. So I'm like, oh, that's two, two times, two movies too many to get <laughs> material from. But I thought it was funny. He's like, you just need to hold him for 30 seconds. And he's like, I got it. And then he beats the guy in five. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess the one hand is not an issue at all. No, not at all. And 30 seconds only seemed like five seconds. Yeah. It was like, just hold him for five seconds. Oh, okay. We won. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you, it would be, here's the thing though, too. You said about, at least we didn't see James Earl Jones do like a karate kid type of thing with like Miyagi. Goes, okay. You want to be in fight. (laughs) <laughs> and claps his I'll, hands. I'll put your shoulder back. <laughs> Here, I'll put some of that lotion on like Miyagi does. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. but still, I mean, you know, there's aspects of that, of the Karate Kid and stuff like that that they do rip off and stuff. And then, of course, the five-second fight scene with the shoulder being popped back in place, him holding him in for five seconds. Then you also see Travis fight this other uh, South Korean and everything, and it's not a fair fight <clears throat> at all between them two because they're both dirty fighters. So you pick two, a racist, then you also pick a dirty fighter from the South Koreas that are kind of like the same in a sense, but then you get the fight that we've been waiting for, which is the Han versus Tommy Lee. But also, too, there's also the other thing for Virgil that I really liked. That I liked that fight. There was a lot of heart in that fight between the both fighters from South Korea and also, too, with Virgil. Mm-hmm. But then you wind up having the Tommy Lee fight and, you know, Dahan. And that fight was brutal. That had some heart into it. I, that, 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 that was definitely the best fight that, was, that had the most buildup to it. And I feel like... Who who is the other fighter? His name was Sonny. Yeah, Sonny. I was like, oh, Sonny's there. He lost. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> it, it, it was weird how they they built it up. I thought it was going to be a back and forth type of thing. Right. I thought it was like, oh, Virgil's going to win his fight. Sonny's going to lose his. Travis is going to lose his fight. Might maybe win his, but Alex will lose his fight because he's injured. Or like, I thought it was going to be a back and forth type of thing. But it was just like, nope. The three side characters, you know, they they, they just lose, <laughs> and then Alex Alex will be the first winner. And yeah, Tommy and Dehan though that that had the most buildup, that had the most emotion brought into it. it, it I don't, I didn't understand the rules at all. Okay, so basically, the way the rules are, okay, I've been in cry competitions before. So basically, in the United States, you're only, let's say, for instance, you're only going up against one person. So therefore, you would get points for just for fighting that one person. Those points would actually go to you because you're only one person. Well, in this one in the South Korea tournament, since you're a team, it doesn't go individually. It counts as one whole. So therefore, any time that they would lose a fight, they would stay the same. So therefore... That's why they were actually losing against the South Koreans because mm. it wasn't going towards an individual fighter. It was going through for the whole team. Yeah. Which did they, sucked. Did they only get points for specific hits 
Yeah, maybe for Pacific it, it, hits. Okay, because there were a lot of times where yeah. I'm like, he got hit in the face five <laughs> times. That's like five. That's five points. <laughs> it's like one point for the United States. I don't like. He must <laughs> like that. One point. Like that's his rig. That would have been five points. But, yeah. But I was like, oh. in the United States, uh, you're not allowed to even hit somebody in the face. Yeah. That's a big no-no. And you can't do go for the groin, which he, which the South Korean got in trouble for hitting somebody in the groin, and everything too. So you're not allowed to do that. Any type of dirty fighting, no. But you get points. You have one point, I think, for the side. I forgot how it's worked, but I remember specifically in tournaments that I went to that each body part represented a point mm-hmm. and everything. But you know, I thought that it was different to actually see them judge it based off of one um, one group of people versus having it individually. Yeah. It makes it that more challenging to try and get that medal and that respect that you would want from South Korea and also from the United States. So I thought that was really challenging mm-hmm. for that part. But it reminded me of the days that I went to karate tournaments, especially the tryouts. And stuff like that because yeah. i did have the karate gear where it was like the rubber thing like they had and all that stuff so i actually did some sparring before i've been in boxing and stuff like that but you know it just brought me back to those days when watching this film but it also has a little bit of more of a reality check and a little bit with the um not with the point scale but just as just someone that's competing in competitions yeah and how much it means to someone that competes in competitions like Alex. So I was able to relate to Alex on that aspect because if that's all you know, that's all your life is, that's all it's going to be built around and everything in a sense. But, you know, um, but Dahan, but that fight, pretty much Tommy Lee had a chance to finish him off. And I liked how Sukri is like, and then James Earl Jones is like, finish him. I'm like, this is Mortal Kombat? <laughs> are we gonna get like a vitality from this or what is tommy lee gonna reach into him get reach into his and get his heart or what <laughs> but you know he's over there he's dazed he's not he's about to go down and then you know he doesn't finish him that's why they lost the fight because he was supposed to be the death to the death mm-hmm. and because he didn't finish him that's why they lost the United States lost against South Korea. But you know, I liked how they all these other guys are bloodied, uh, bloodied up. South Korea is really bloodied up, really busted up from the fights that they had. And then you have Dahan who just looks over at Tommy and he limps himself over there. <laughs> Poor guy. He's just over there <laughs> practically dead. Both eyes right? are gone. Right, and then comes the most. This this part always brings tears to my eyes. Now that I'm then I that I watched it for the third time, it still does it. <laughs> but it says to save a life and defeat is to earn victory and honor within. Your brother too was a great fighter. I definitely I deeply regret your loss, and I offer myself as your brother. And I'm like I just lost it because now it no longer goes with a read. Uh, a revenge story plotline for Tommy. It's a misunderstanding in a sense that, hey, look, I can't take take back what I did to mm-hmm. your brother. 
It was a fight to the death. I am sorry for this happened, but let me put myself and sacrifice myself as your brother and put myself in your shoes. And I want to be your brother and hands him the medal. That, that, that was by far the best line in the movie. As soon as he's like, I offer myself as your brother, like my eyes started quivering. I was like, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. Cause I, it, yeah, that, that ending, that was a good end. I liked, I yeah. liked how the tournament ended. Cause he, they assumed that Tommy was going to murder the dude. Cause he, he was practically dead. He standing. was there. He was, he, he was on, he, right. he was, he was on death's door and they're like, Oh, so they're like, no, don't kill him. Cause they thought that's what he wanted to do. But just having him stand there and just basically giving up the term tournament, just winning it like winning in a different way. Like, no, I don't need to kill you. I'm going to stop the cycle here. Right. You know, I, I thought that was really powerful. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay he, with him not winning. Right. And he showed mercy to somebody that killed his brother and mm -hmm. they both have respect. It's kind of like the karate kid in a sense where Johnny and Daniel have a little bit of respect for each other, supposedly in the karate at the end of the Karate Kid movie, but not so much in the Cobra Kai series later <laughs> on. But but when Johnny just gives him that little nod and that little respect, and let's just forget about the Cobra Kai series for a while. <laughs> just let's just pretend that the Cobra Kai doesn't exist, and then all we have is just the three Karate Kid movies that we have with Daniel, and you have that little bit of respect, and that's mm -hmm. what it reminded me of. Mm -hmm. Yeah I, yeah, I just thought that was really powerful. Like, this dude went in, like, enemy. Like, this guy murdered my brother. And then by the end of it, they're brothers, symbolically. Right. I was like, eh, that was nice. That was yeah. a nice conclusion. A nice way to finish that story for Tommy Lee. Like, that, I agree. I, I like that. It made my eyes tear up. Best writing. <laughs> just in that... That, that, that area, but it had that Furious Seven kind of vibe with Paul Walker, and of course, you know, I cry every single time I hear see that scene with Paul Walker, and now I cry every single time when I see Tommy Lee and Dahan and everything. But like I mentioned before, with Travis, all you see the cowboy hat at the very end. <laughs> oh, is, is he know is, is what what was his lesson did he learn a lesson at all no he no he gave his cowboy hat to someone from south korea he must not be racist anymore that's right it's like a symbol of peace i guess but i like how the han is like the leader of this group and then they see what the han did and now they follow suit mm -hmm. they get the medals over the united states everything and see them worthy enough to actually have it so that was a beautiful moment to be honest yeah that you know the whole tournament though was confusing for me so so it's between the u.s and south korea right the whole time i was thinking like are they gonna fight any other country because because it was saying like <laughs> south korea they're, you know they're the they're the reigning champions they haven't lost in 10 years i'm like well it makes sense they haven't lost in 10 years. It seems like they only have to fight the United States. Because even in the flashback, right. they just fought. Like, I thought it was going to be like a buildup. Like, oh, United States. Like, they, they assume they're going to fight South Korea because they're the best. But, you know, they have to start by fighting 
UK or and in China. And so you were thinking you were going in like a Street Fighter kind of vibe, where they have to go to other go through other states to actually get to South Korea. Yeah, basically. yeah, like little build up to show like both right. sides, like because you know they were saying that South Korea is this ruthless, mm. unbeatable team, but we don't see them. We just see them training. Like anyone can look tough training, but like if now if they showed a montage of South Korea just destroying other countries then that would have built them up as like the menacing antagonist right. team and it and you know also it would have made more sense like oh they're the best in the world because they they're literally beating everyone Every, else in the world but if they're right. just fighting the united, united states, states because get this even when tommy lee's brother dies by the, the han they're in the united states i think so yeah. south korea versus the united states but I'm also thinking, how long have this tur- these tournaments have been going on? Mm-hmm. Because they say they are the best, so we have to just assume that they went through other tournaments and everything. Maybe it's like the Olympics. Maybe that happens every once five years, and they choose which country they want to go after, and that's who they fight. Or, or maybe they're the only two teams in the Olympics with <laughs> the only two countries in the Olympics that have beef with each team. other, so they just beat each other up. It's just like, well, it's <laughs> just know. us two. So, <laughs> right, but they do have a sequel. <laughs> I, I I did I did see that there's a sequel, but real quick, I, I was remembering that flashback scene with Tommy Lee's brother. Okay, were, did it look like they were fighting in a high school gym? Yeah, it looked like they I, were. That's kind of disrespectful. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're the U.S. national team. You're fighting for the glory of America. Go in that high school gym. <laughs> And beat the snot out of Tommy Lee's brother. Yeah. Yeah, it was a high school gym. It wasn't like a big tournament thing or anything like that. They were young and everything, too. They weren't like grown men like they like Tommy Lee and them. So this mm-hmm. beef that Tommy Lee has was rising up ever since he was like 8, 10 years old seeing his brother die. Yeah. And everything. But, yeah, it's kind of weird to see that in a high school gym. Because that's like basically watching the training montage of the United States training. Yeah. Everything. It just doesn't fit right. I was like, oh, no wonder we keep losing to South Korea. We don't even... (laughs) Just a high school gym for our national athletes? Right. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But it's the 80s. So that's that's the excuse I'm giving. That's the excuse I'm giving it. That's what I chalked up a lot of issues. I'm like... There's the 80s. Especially, I know that we didn't tackle this, but especially in the Chinese restaurant or the restaurant with, uh, with you know, Tommy Lee. And even though Tommy Lee's making fun of himself because he is Chinese or Asian, you know, Travis called him yellow. And he goes, yeah, of course I'm yellow. I am who I am. And I'm like, uh, that's not... Dude, I said, I understand what you're trying to do. And then he's also... T- everybody's like trying to ease off of him and like, um, dude, and he's like, it's okay. Tommy Lee's like, no, it's okay. Let him, let him keep on going. But I think this is me speculating now a little bit, but I think it's just Tommy Lee basically just letting him show his arrogance to him to show how arrogant he actually is. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It was at that moment where I was like, okay, this is the scene where Travis is going on that racist rant. I'm like, all right, this is the scene where everybody jumps in. Or at least Tommy Lee Alex. is like, oh, 
uh, yeah, yeah, or like or Alex or like someone steps Virgil. in and is like, hey, let's go square up real quick in in the ring. Like that's what that's what I thought was gonna happen. Like Tommy Lee's like, all right, you think I'm a punk that you're just gonna be really racist to? Let's let's settle this. And Tommy Lee was gonna beat him. Like uh, that's where I assumed the beginning of Travis's character development was gonna play out, but it didn't. It was just like he had that scene, and then everyone was cool with each other. The next scene, and by the end of the movie, Travis is still the same racist guy, but less racist because he gave his cowboy hat. Right. Let's not forget about that. That's the most I'm important. That, that's thing. important. Remember, he's only a little bit racist now. Still he's, not, he's, he's not 100% racist. He's not only 100%. 90%. He's like 90. Cowboy, give me a cowboy hat to someone knocks you down good chunk <laughs> or you just buy them ice cream and they or, or, or buy them ice cream. <laughs> give them some ice cream right but anyways that's gonna do it for our review for best of the best i hope that you guys enjoyed it thank you alex for taking the time out of your not evening to review this film i know that you've been busy on your youtube channel and everything and where can everybody reach you at you all can reach me at A Town Reviews on YouTube. Um, I'm on Instagram. Just type in at A Town Alex Three. I'm also on Twitter. Also A Town Alex underscore Three. Um, so yeah, go ahead and follow me. Let's let's chat. Let's talk about movies. And thank you once again, John, for having me. You're Such welcome. An amazing experience. I have so much fun doing this. I'm looking forward to the next time. I'm glad, man. Here. You're always welcome on the show. If you have a sh if you have a movie review that you want to do. Pick it out and we'll do it. Sounds you, good. You know, uh, because here's the thing. I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I want my guests to pick the movie so I can be surprised by the movie that they do. So that way I can review it with them and do it that way versus me picking out the movie sometimes. Because I'm like, you know what? They're my guests. I want them to choose it and everything. It's like being in somebody else's house. They're welcome yeah. to the bathroom, to anything else and stuff like that. So you're you know, I like for my guests to pick out a movie sometimes. So it's always fun having you on. It's always a blast. I appreciate you and what you do at your YouTube channel and everything. You do a great job over there. Thank so you. you're very welcome. And, you know, of course, guys, if you want to go ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and on Instagram and on Pinterest underneath the same brand name. I did partner up with Two Blurred Girls podcast with Tamara and Tamika. We're doing a charity event for St. Jude's for kids who have cancer with Cincy's. So go on ahead, click the link below this uh, this video and go on ahead, get yourself some Cincy's and stuff like that. 25% of it goes towards people who have cancer, who have kids who have cancer and stuff like that. I'm a big advocate for whenever it comes down to anyone that has cancer. So go on ahead, donate to St. Jude's. Don't worry about donating to my channel or anything like that. For all the way up until the end of the month, we're going to be doing this. So go on ahead, show some love to the St. Jude's Hospital. Show the hospital. Go on ahead and do that. Also, too, don't forget to hit the like button, smash that share button, and also comment below if you like Best of the Best. If you didn't like Best of the Best, that's okay, too. All movies are subjective. And also, too, not every movie is going to be for everybody. And also, do us a favor. Go over to Good Pods right now and rate us on Good Pods, which is a podcast uh, app for people that love listening to podcasts and also people who do podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Even if it's not a five-star rating, give us a four-star rating. But 
five would actually do. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, tell us what you think about Movie Lovers Unite. Tell us where we can improve in. I'm always interested in knowing what we can improve in. Then, of course, you guys can go in and get an audio-only podcast episode where you guys get your podcast from. And then, of course, you can follow me on Movie Lovers Unite on Twitter. And then you can email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And those are all the places they can reach me at. Tomorrow night, uh, I'm actually going to have independent comic book writer Quentin Bennett on. We're going to be talking about Marvel versus DC villains. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Then on Wednesday night, we have... Uh, we have, we actually have another guest coming in from It Is What It Is podcast, and we're going to be doing Demolition Man and everything. Charlie and I are going to be reviewing that movie, and that's going to be at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock uh, Pacific Time with Vernon Kelly. And then on Thursday, we're doing our Dexter after show. This is actually our season three review that we're doing. We're doing these reviews all the way up until the new season of Dexter starts up. So if you're a fan of Dexter, it's actually called Dexter, um, Dexter Morgan after show. So go ahead, check that out and everything. And matter of fact, it's called the dark passenger, a Dexter Morgan after show. So that's what it's called. Our other two seasons that we've reviewed is actually on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Then on Friday, we have some other stuff going on here at Movie Love Tonight. We don't know yet. Just go ahead, check your calendars and everything, check your times. And that's everything that you need to know about Movie Love Tonight. Always until next time, guys. And Alex, it's always a pleasure. And thanks again. And always until next time, guys. It's been real, it's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye bye.